Hey, and uh, welcome to the Baked Bear episode two. Uh, awful lot to get into after a pretty eventful few days. Hope you're feeling as good as you should be about our bees. Uh, I'm Jay Pike. The Baked Bear is presented in partnership with Black and Gold Productions. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at my underscore Bruins uh, or the podcast itself at the Baked Bear Pod. Uh, love to hear what anybody's uh, thinking or feeling and we could talk it all out about our bees uh you could email as well uh bakedbearpod at gmail.com uh i don't have a voicemail or anything like that but if i mean if you do a voice recording on your phone you can email it and i can try and figure it out looking at game three and game four just neither game really felt kind of in, in doubt to me i don't know if it did to you um you know that game three four nothing and it felt for nothing when it ended. You know, it still did, so I wasn't worried about it. Um, it was kind of that first feeling of the playoffs where it was like, that's that's them, right? And uh, that was really exciting to kind of uh, feel because every bit of confidence came back that, that they were never in any trouble. They knew it. We knew it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I thought the same deal in game four i thought florida you know i thought this happened a lot earlier or a lot early in the year teams coming out and like just going at us it was like here we go we're just they can't steamroll us and they'd come out and you know go bananas on us and we'd you know they'd get 11 shots and we'd have two and we'd score on our third shot and then from there we'd add another one and then you'd end up at four one three one five two whatever and that's exactly what that felt like to me even i think the it was 10 nothing and we scored well, we did score on our third shot uh in game four but at 10 nothing shots at no point was i worried you know we had had pressure we had had shots towards the goal we just hadn't hit the net not at all a reflective stat so it was just really great to see uh obviously a lot of after whistle uh nonsense i love that we didn't let it get to us you know my only regret about allmark is that he didn't connect a little harder with uh kachuk but can't have everything all right on to some quick hits of this uh episode two uh tyler bertuzzi is a bad man i mean honestly what else can you say um you know when he's on the ice every single time. The Panthers know when he's on the Everybody. He makes you feel it. Um, and it's not just his beautiful hair. Like, he's just that good of a hockey player. I, I felt proud of him when he got the 10-minute misconduct for sticking up for a teammate. I was just, this smile just, ha. Ah, I was like, this must be how parents feel at a christening. You know, he's one of us now. And I thought that the that misconduct and the behavior that preceded it showed Bertuzzi being locked in on the team game. He There's nothing about him that says he's for himself. There might be an I in Bertuzzi, but there's no me in Bertuzzi, right? Ah, no M, we're good. To kind of carry on from that, Bert will not be wearing anything else but black and gold for at least another five years. Book it. Uh, loved game three with Hall, Coyle, Pasta, Felino, all four scoring, all four guys who needed goals, right? When we talk about the depth of the team, that's what we're talking about. Hall, of course, followed it up with an inc 
that was a super quiet four-point game. So uh, if Hall's got more of those in him, I'll take him. I thought the shorty late in the third period was perfect. It was its own little metaphor or parable or some other way of comparing things just about our power play in general. Like it highlighted the only issue with our game uh, in game three. Like the only issue was that PP. Um, it was funny at one point, and I can't remember if it was the, the power play where the shorty was score, scored, sorry, but I don't think so. But we had a PP and, and, you know, I'm watching the game and the game's going. I just full on forgot we had a man advantage. There was nothing noticeable from what I was watching that said this team has more men on the ice than this. Absolutely nothing. And then the uh, the announcer mentioned it and I was like, oh, God, I was jolted back to life like, oh, that's not good. Like I was just like, oh, it's five on five. We're good. No, it uh, doesn't seem like something that should happen if, you're, uh, if your power plays clicking. Uh, before game four uh, began, I was thinking that if our PP gets going, it's going to be like when Mario gets a star, right? Like, you're just gonna, we're going to be glowing and we're going to be invincible and we'll be mowing down Koopas left and right and winning a bunch of hockey games as well. But it didn't really, it wasn't kind of like that. I guess it was more of when Mario gets, I don't know, the raccoon suit. Is that, no, because he can fly. I mean, when he gets the, maybe, the, like, the penguin one. Like, it's so specific to a thing. It's not, you know, all that exciting. You know, but it wasn't quite the star, but it wasn't uh, nothing either. So, you know, I, I think we can take that as a positive. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Am I right? You know I'm right. Let's uh, not be surprised by Kachuk and his comments i guess uh thinking about that from game three that seems uh secondary now after tr going after our goalie um you know and i hate kachuk you heard me say it it's fuck kachuk i'm never gonna stop saying it i'll try saying it a little bit less that don't worry but like you know we, we 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 got some guys on our team who have had some of the same tendencies and have you know done things that a lot of people have thought were offside so I'm all for, you know, like, hating Kachuk is, you know, the guy's number one, uh, uh, enemy number one, whatever, public enemy number one. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, you know, and I, I want, you know, him to have to answer the bell, I think, uh, in game five as well. But I don't know that we should be tossing all the rocks and stuff because might not break any glass, but it's got to be like a vase we can knock over uh, or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I was, I am not a fan of Kachuk. I will not be a fan of Kachuk, but I, I can unfortunately understand why Florida fans would not feel that way. Uh, when it comes to Krejci and Bergie, I'm thinking, I don't know if I'm thinking it, I'm feeling like Krejci seems unlikely this series i really don't think he's going to be back i just think that he missed all that time before the playoffs began and then game two looked bad and then we haven't seen him for two games like nothing in that run of events gives me confidence that we're going to see him again in this series and i'm thinking even if it goes seven that's just kind of, I think, where I'm getting myself mentally. Because 
it's quite possible. Like, I mean, it'd be amazing if we, we lost him now and then got him back, you know, two games into the conference final or something like that. Like, it's not to say that if he goes out, uh, he's gone for good. No, because we got a lot of hockey games left to play. But I just, I'm feeling that way. So I think it'll, it won't be shocking, you know, and it won't be like, oh, damn, sky is falling situation. Um, just getting myself there. But I don't know. It doesn't feel like he's going to be back anytime soon. Um, Bergy, on the other hand, honestly, I there's no reason for him to play game five, if you ask me, if you ask him or Monty or you know somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. I'm sure you might get a different answer, but uh, for me, I don't really see the need for him to play if he's not like full go. If he's got twinges and tweaks and this and that, sit him. Like the guys have. They've got Bergies back. They've got Krejci's back. They know what those two guys have done, and they're thanking them for it right now. So I think you let him get the rest. Again, unless you know for a fact that he's, you know, at a point where he doesn't need it anymore. But have to doubt he's fully there already. This one got lost in all the... Uh, you know, all the nonsense at the end, but McAvoy steamrolling Kachuk was amazing. Uh, not enough shooting again in the first two periods as well in game three. Like, they fixed it in the third, obviously, but it was like they had three guys just skating down the ice, four guys, and nothing. They'd just be uh, passing back and forth and then losing it. It was uh, frustrating. But they did uh, get it back, obviously. All right, I have two takes that I'm going to throw out. One is the hot take. One is the high take. The hot take is, you know, some kind of forward-thinking, aggressive, may-not-happen kind of take. And for that, I'm thinking Zaka, Pasta, Burt. That's going to be our top line in two years. One year if Bergeron retires at the end of this year. But I I feel like no matter what, he's coming back next year. Um, my high take, which is a little more obvious, I think the people who, I don't know, they needed, what, four starts to write Allmark off as not built for the playoffs... I think they may have been wrong. Let's get metal. I'm so very sorry. But that's what this segment is called. Uh, the new Metallica has got some decent uh, stuff on it. Kind of interesting. Uh, I'm enjoying Sleepwalking Through Life as an early favorite. Now, did I say let's get mental or metal? I think I said both. Uh, so how are you holding up? Are you letting games linger a little too much it's easy you know to do to, to feel good when we're winning there's going to be bumps in the road be ready for them have reasonable expectations because uh, the bumps are going to come even on the way to a title there will and there are bumps um circling back to kachuk and the panthers for a second and all their bullshit and after the whistle uh stuff I hate it, but it has to remind you just a tiny bit of the 11 Bruins, doesn't it? Uh, and this is in no way, shape, or form a segue into me saying that there's some upset coming. That's not what I'm saying. Not what anything I'm talking about is about. I'm just thinking, like, Marchand got away with a lot in those playoffs. Like, they're just him just punching one of the Sedins in the face. Refs right? Nothing. It's like the Sedin looked at the ref and was like, is this really happening? But... It was, you know, what they allowed in playoff hockey back then. I don't think you can get away with quite that now. Um, 
but Kachuk was doing all kinds of shit. So I feel like there's just a hint of that in there that, you know, makes me hate them, hate them deep in my soul. But maybe not quite as much as uh, I could if I didn't remember that uh, playing like that really did, uh, I think, help propel us in 2011. Um, one of my favorite moments of the game was uh, early in the second period. I think it was the second. I'm pretty sure it was the second. When uh, Paul Maurice said his contractually obligated on-bench interview, he had nothing but contempt uh, for Jean-Luc Rampierre. Uh, the interview itself or the fact that he had to do it, uh, it was easily the most I've ever liked Paul Maurice in my life. Oh, speaking of fantastic, Charlie Coyle. Uh, my God, he's playing like he's 6'6", 250 right now. It's like, instead of having Bergie and Krejci's back, he put them on his back and he's got like bits of each of them going, but with just bigger size, right? Like, Coyle's imposing. And I feel like, you know, he's imposing his will in every way that way and letting everyone else around him shine. Taylor Hall, four points. He's got seven in the playoffs I think it is like Charlie Coyle has one doesn't really make a lot of sense and does not speak to the hockey uh Charlie Coyle's playing like it's really something and is a quick reminder because every single person who doesn't watch the games but looks at the stats is going to underestimate Charlie Coyle that's gonna happen oh I got um a lot of really kind feedback from the first episode of the baked bear um genuinely honestly touched really it uh it was really nice uh my dad thinks i swear too much do i swear too much i mean kind of i do but fuck it it's my show but ignore <laughs> ignoring my dad's advice is something i'm pretty good at anyway um dad and, and to tell you why maybe i should have listened but maybe why i didn't um dad's been uh, married to mom for over 40 years now, RCMP for 35 years, raised three somewhat functionable children, dotes over his grandkids, the most happily helpful guy you could know. All that going for him? He's a fucking Habs fan. It's like when you establish the bad guy in the movie, you're like, how can we make this guy the bad guy and they'll have him harm an animal, right? It's, it's nothing like, it's not at all like that. Now, despite that, Habs and all. Love you lots, Dad. I got some interesting questions from from uh, an old friend, uh, Boner. He uh, had a, a lot of questions for me when I shared with every you know my friends on Facebook the first episode of the Baked Bear. Um, but I'm gonna save them. He lives in Ottawa, so his questions kind of re revolved around uh, a different team in a lot of ways. Um, but I wanted to mention them anyway. I wanted to mention, uh, you know, just him reaching out to me like that. Because Boner's the only guy that I know of with a more embarrassing nickname than me. Right? <laughs> um, I've been called Bird for like three decades because three decades ago a bird shit on my head. Actually, shit on my brand new Bruins hat to be more accurate. Right on the beak. Bird ruined it because <laughs> bird shit does not come out. And then I got given a, a nickname that stuck. Boner, however, his nickname, he got it for exactly the reason you're thinking. 100%. But, I'm not going to tell you the whole uh, backstory of it. Um, but maybe if you have uh, a theory, a hypothesis, you want to write a draft of uh, how you think uh, the, the Boner nickname uh, came to be, please 
hit me up at my underscore Bruins on Twitter or uh, at the Baked Bear Pod as well. And let me know how you think Boner got his nickname. Uh, looking ahead to game five, I love the two days off. I hate it as a fan watching, but I really do like it for the guys. And honestly, sometimes for me, I think I do like the two days off. Like it's just tiny bit of pressure off of of a night of Bruins hockey of the hockey's dominating the life and that's okay but I tried to just pull it back a tiny bit um I'm not expecting Berge I'm not I am expecting the same lineup I don't think there's gonna be any changes leanness and goal you know again with the two days off why on earth would you go to Swayman right now um I do though think it's really important to close out on Wednesday I think just shutting this thing down right now and if only because Florida is far too physical Florida's going to beat the shit out of us for another three games if we let them. So that makes no sense. Let, let guys stay healthy, stay fresh, get healthy. Um, and I think, for again, for Linus, for a goalie who's... I mean, they have had the rotation, right? You can't pretend that he didn't. So the rest kind of acts as that for him. So they're, you know, if, if we can stay at a seven-game series, it's going to make things a, a lot easier for us, I think. Not that I'm predicting that we're going to do that, but we're definitely going to do that. All right. Um, my main topic for tonight, or whatever I'm calling it, I write it down as lots of different things. Um, it just it's for the goalies out there. I played goal as a kid. I mentioned that last uh, last podcast, episode one. Uh, <laughs> it couldn't have been any other one, I suppose. Uh, but anyway, yes, I did mention that. Uh, I also mentioned the you know fact that I played poorly but you you couldn't tell me that at the time of course overconfidence I think is needed to uh tend to the goal but um being a goalie I, I loved it you know and it's seeing Linus last night there was just so much going on that I was I was drawn into that feeling of being a a goalie like it was a big part of my identity it meant it meant something I think it still does like I love telling people oh you know did you play hockey oh yeah I was a goalie like you just throw that in there. If you were a left winger, I don't know that you do. It's, uh, you know, it's just a different kind of thing. Not to put down left wingers. Y'all are great too. Um, but <laughs> with the goalies, it's like you're in this club. It's not the tiniest club, but, you know, it's, it is a small club. There's only two of you on each team, right? Like, you know, you want to call it a brotherhood or a fraternity or a sisterhood or like whatever cliche you want to use. We're going to use it. Like a lot of kids, I was drawn to goaltending because of the gear, right? Oh my god. I was, uh, there was a magazine back in the day. I don't know if anybody else is going to remember this, but it was called Great Goalies. Uh, I think it was only published, or I mean, Christ, I'm talking about when I was 10 years old, so, um, I wouldn't have necessarily noticed, but I knew enough that I looked for it regularly. So it seemed like it was only published once or twice a year. Um, but the pages of that magazine were, all over my walls it was like my wallpaper for a number of years um when i got into uh art my sketchbook all my art projects largely goalie inspired i have uh like your team didn't matter it's not just bruins goalies i used uh oh shit flyers goalie from back in the day flyers goalie from the mid 90s um if you're getting his name and uh good for you uh i did a charcoal picture of him and and like i love it but i hated him it was just a really great picture to kind of try and use that way if young mc's favorite pastime was passing notes mine was drawing goalies and ninja turtles actually i was really good at drawing ninja turtles 
My favorite Ninja Turtle, Raphael. <laughs> I found being on a team, speaking of Ninja Turtles, actually, no, 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 we'll stay with the goalies. Being a tandem, I always thought was kind of a cool thing. Like, you know, there's the two of you on the team. You're always together. You don't think about it, I don't know, in the moment. It's more after, when you're not playing as much and all that. Like, I mean, obviously, without the competition, it's it's different. You know, and once you're away from it, you don't feel it as much. That's the kind of... Uh, cool thing i don't know it just didn't matter what backgrounds are what anything was you know just for don and the pads you were friends right goalie camps i remember that like i was you know if not the worst goalie at the goalie camp in the bottom three for certain um but didn't matter like you know everyone got on it was that group of guys who all shared this desire for whatever reason to throw their bodies in front of you know frozen rubber pucks that people are trying to put through us i have to assume it's a little bit like why bikers congregate you know it's like hey i do this dangerous thing that other people don't want to do oh you do too hey we're best friends you know could be like we could do a, like a sons of anarchy but instead of a biker gang it's a gang of goalies there's something there not much but there's something there uh, it'll have a better uh final season of finale though <laughs> no it won't who am I kidding? Uh, I've always loved goalie tandems. Um, my first tandem crush, and I think I've tweeted about this before, was uh, Andy Moga, Reggie Lemelin. I thought the Jennings Trophy was an awesome trophy. Uh, Linus and Jeremy got her this year. Whoop, whoop. Uh, I love this award because, I mean, it I, to me it always should go to the, to the best tandem. I know that there are times where it goes to uh, a single goalie. I think that has to do with games played and all those kinds of things, but... Like, I think it shows the importance of the backup. It's like the Art Ross to the heart kind of thing. The Jennings to the Vesna. I, I didn't... That's not kind of, I guess, what I'm thinking about it. So, um, you know, the those backups, they're a tandem, they're a team, and they are important to each other. So I think that should be considered with the Jennings, but that's just me. Again, I love our guys. Like, like our goalie hug, I love too much. Just too much. Like, I would love it on any team. If Toronto did the goalie hug, I'd love it. I would. It's literally the only nice thing you're ever going to hear me say about Toronto. And it's a hypothetical thing about goalies. That's it. That's all I got. But I would love it. I would. I think it's awesome. But I guess that makes it so awesome for me that it's our team. It's our goalies. It's my goalies. My team. You know, they're the ones doing it. It just, uh, you know, that's the chef's kiss, I think, on, on top of everything else. Oh. Boy, did I try and do a French accent there? Um, if you're talking about like my favorite thing about being a goalie, I think it was the relationship you have with the defense, right? Goalies depend on defenders. The defenders depend on the goalies. You know, we're there to help to to try and correct each other's mistakes, to try and prevent uh, each other's mistakes. I think it's different than the relationship that defenders and forwards have. Um, it's almost like the goalies and the defensemen get. A little codependent, which of course I think can also lead to uh, arguments. But once you're on that ice, my God, it couldn't matter what else is going on. Uh, those relationships, you you feel it, right? Like you pull any bullshit on that goalie, the rage and the power that those defensemen will respond with is visceral. Nothing excites me more than watching a defenseman phys physically defend their goalie. 
that makes me so happy. Even when it happens, like it's other teams, you know, I've seen our guy on the bottom of getting, you know, beat up for being too close to a goalie or touching a goalie. I always respect that. Always, always, always. It's always going to make me smile. And I was reminded of this big time, of course, last night when uh, Linus was, I don't like that, assaulted. Linus was whatevered by that mutant Matt Kachuk. Um, and I mean, I've said fuck Kachuk before, but I've never meant it more um, than yesterday when that asshat was being chucked out of the game. I meant it then. Get, do not put your hands on my goalie. And our defensemen, our forwards, everyone showed out to make Kachuk uh, and all the rest of his sad little Panthers trying to follow him along. Uh, they all know now, you know, it's a shitstorm of hurt if you bring any of that nonsense into our crease anymore. Uh, and the smile on Swayman's face was everything to me when he was coming, when uh, Olmark was coming off the ice and Swayman's holding the door open for him. I wanted him to like pick him up like officer and a gentleman style and walk him. <laughs> went back yes oh man like i was like these guys are too much i just love them so much um me i only got ran over once and i mean Omar didn't get ran over last night but um obviously severely bothered in other ways um but i can remember that one time i can remember it vividly i remember like i just came out of the net somebody had knocked the puck going behind the goal i come out to play the puck i was under no circumstances good at playing the puck, but I would make attempts here and then. And uh, I went and I remember I played the puck up the boards and then it was just full Charlie fucking Brown, ass over tea kettle, uh, tits up, whatever your preferred nomenclature for just getting run over is. I just got wrecked. I didn't get hurt. In fact, I don't remember any pain whatsoever from it. I just remember being on the ice and being confused, right? Like I was like, what? on earth just happened and i sit up and one of my defensemen jason poirier yes i still remember his name is on top of that guy doing everything he can to put his fist through the guy's face mask i was touched <laughs> i don't think i've ever felt more a part of a team than that moment i'm sitting on the ice or i'm kneeling on the ice and i'm just watching poirier pretty sure he was number seven just beating the tar out of this guy because the guy had run me over. That meant a lot, Jay. Man, being a goalie was the best. All right, well, that's going to do uh, for this episode of The Baked Bear. Uh, next episode is kind of Game 5 dependent. If we win, uh, I'll record Thursday, you know, wrap up the series. Um but if a game six on Friday is forced, uh, I'll probably record Saturday. Again, hopefully I don't have to worry about any of that nonsense. But until then, find me on Twitter at my underscore Bruins and uh, the podcast at the Baked Bear Pod. Uh, you can email me as well, bakedbearpod at gmail.com. Uh, shout out to Black and Gold Productions as always. Uh, the Baked Bear is presented in partnership with those fantastic people. Only one thing left to say. Go peace! Jay-Z reference. Bum-ba-dum-bum-bum. Bum, bum.